This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am AZ, here with Stinky Pinky. How you doing, Chris? Oh, I'm feeling fantastic, Adam. How are you feeling? Um, honestly, not great. Maybe at 75% health. I was barely alive yesterday. I was awake for maybe an hour and a half. So my voice might be a little congested. I apologize for that. Chris is going to take the reins a little bit more with this one, but I'm feeling the energy now that the podcast has started. It's a, always a fun thing and gives me that adrenaline that I need to get me going. Awesome, Adam. I'm glad you could... Uh battle through for us today and make this happen i'm feeling great this week i now have a three game winning streak i've been crushing it out here how'd you end up doing last week not great, not um, great. i had my opponent absolutely shit stop me again because oh they're playing adam let's just score insane amount of points uh, my team did not do amazing but i still would have beat a lot of teams matchups breakdowns is just absolute bullshit uh, i have by far the most points scored against me at 810 and then the first place person, Alex, has 580-something. I think it's 573, yeah. Yeah, so 573, I think Gould's at 585 or something, and I'm at 810. I think Ben is at, like, 785. Yeah. But regardless, like, not even close. It's bullshit how many points are scored against me. Fantasy's a lot of luck, and it can get you quite tilted as I am right now. Absolutely, yeah. That's the thing. It matters so much who you play on a weekly basis and how things go for your record, and... You just kind of got to battle through and hopefully it turns around for uh, your benefit later. But I can see why you're struggling right now. It's rough. It's it's quite rough. But we're still battling. Saquon's coming back this week. Yeah, that's so great news. He is the heart and soul of my team. I'm hoping things will uh, progress well with that. That absolutely blows my mind. So we practiced fully today. Him and Evan Ingram both practiced fully. How does a guy come back from a high ankle sprain like this? Like, that's insane. Oh, yeah. It was very smart of them. Like, I think that if it was a meaningful game and a game that they thought they could win... Saquon would have played against the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. But they were smart enough to realize very small chance we're winning this game. Rest him. Everything's like getting like fully healthy for the next one. But I completely agree. It's, it makes no sense. High ankle sprain. He's like fully participating in practice. But again, two weeks ago, he's dancing at practice. So I knew there was no concerns. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see him coming back. That's a that's a big addition to your team. That makes you guys that much better. So. Hopefully it turns around for you this week. Adam, are you ready to get into the waiver wire here? I would love it, Chris. All right, so the top waiver wire ad this week was Danny Avin adding Latavius Murray for 13 fab. What do you think of this one, Adam? Um, I think it's excellent. Um, Alvin Kamara is questionable right now. He did not participate in practice at all today on the Wednesday, October 16th that it is today. Um, and so he seems like he's going to be that number one back there. Um, I also got... A notification that Zach Zenner was being signed by the Saints. Yeah. I just picked him up. I saw, I, you, did, I saw you did that. Yeah, well done. I don't know if I'll be able to start him or not, but I didn't really drop anybody of any value. So good to have there as a flyer just in case because they do like to throw the ball to the right, the running back in New Orleans. So I know Zach Zenner is a good receiving running back and maybe he has some value. Going back to the pick with Danny, though, 13 is not a huge amount. It's not. He's a guy that can produce for you. He's a good running back. Even last year when he was on Minnesota, he when he had his opportunities, he did fairly well. So I think this is a great pickup for not a whole lot of fat. Yeah, it's not a lot. He's a great player. You're right. And I think his workload is just going to continue to increase. It's hard to say. So what I've been reading about um, Alvin Kamara, it's saying that he's dealing with a high ankle issue. Yes. They're not saying a sprain. Obviously, sprain sounds horrible. That's going to be a couple weeks. You can miss that. But nevertheless, if he's dealing with a high ankle issue, it's not something that you want to push overly. So why make him go out there and carry the full workload when you have a good, capable player in Latavius out there? So yeah, 13-fab, I agree. Great pickup. Uh, next one, we have Alex adding Sam Donald for 10-fab. What do you think here? Well, the mono boy came back, and he really performed last week. He did, he yeah. He showed that he's, he's used that time to somehow get better, it seems. He he's clearly was studying the playbook. He wasn't just lying in bed doing nothing. He was trying to do something, and it really seemed to pay off for him. He did really, really well. Um, with a team that's looking for quarterback help, I think it's a good pickup. I get 10 for the quarterback is, I don't know, we've been saying that a lot. We've been saying that basically throughout the yeah. entire season that we just think that people are putting a little too much on the quarterback. 
But Sam Darnold could definitely be a guy that you could start further on down the road. He's got to play Miami a couple of times. All those situations where he's got good matchups. So it's it's a good pickup, and I don't I don't have anything that bad against say against ten. Ten's not a crazy amount, but again, just for quarterbacks, I think it's a little much. But it's fine. Yeah, so I put in a, a waiver claim for Sam Darnold. I put in eight fab, so I was a little a little cheesed I didn't get him here. Mm, that's close. Yeah, so I'm going to bring up just kind of the Jets coming up schedule because it's it gets pretty easy. I see you have it opened up there yes. too, Adam. So next week they play the Patriots. Obviously not a great matchup. Then they go to the Jaguars, who now no longer have Jalen Ramsey. That's a better matchup. But after that, they, they go... listen to this. Yeah. Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals... Dolphins. That's the order it goes in. That's after an that. unbelievable stream of games there. Like you would start him in every single one of those games for sure. Absolutely. So you just kind of got to sit on him for a little bit. I think it was a great ad. I'm upset I didn't get him, but good for you, Alex, grabbing him there. Yeah, it's a good pick. All right. Next, we got Gould adding, adding Alan Lazard for eight fab. So well, this okay. nobody could catch the goddamn ball <laughs> on Monday night yeah. for Green Bay. I actually missed that game. I think it's the first game that I haven't seen at least a little chunk of. Okay. That was like the start of me becoming a corpse. So mm-hmm. I just could not. I went to bed early and still was dead the next day. So I didn't really see much of it, but I saw some highlights. I listened to people talking about the game. So I got a rundown of it. I have Aaron Jones in a different league. Checked. I saw that he only had four points. Saw that he missed that one giant catch. Yeah. So nobody could catch the ball. And then I read that Aaron Rodgers told Lafleur get this in the fourth quarter, said get this Lazard guy in the game, and he ended up having some big plays. Yeah, fantastic. Having Aaron Rodgers' trust is obviously huge for this offense. He made some huge plays, you're right. Good contested catches. He's a big dude making great catches out there. It's hard to say what's going to happen when all the guys come back and are fully healthy because obviously we lost Jerono Allison this week and Devontae Adams. But when he was out there, he looked fantastic. So I have no problem with the ad. Just kind of see how things go. You want to have... I think any target from Aaron Rodgers, especially in the red zone, is very valuable. So I think he's a great add as well. For sure. Yeah. Next, we got Steve adding Luke Wilson for eight fab. Adam? Could have gone with uh, Will Disley for 13, but I guess it was a good thing <laughs> that he did. Dead. Yeah, because Will, Will, Will Disley is done for the season. Um, I believe it's an Achilles uh, issue, which is really unfortunate for him. Luke Wilson, good Canadian boy. Yeah. Going back to Seattle, they signed him recently. So that I bet they're even happier that they signed him. Um, and I don't see much fantasy value for him, but he might as well take a shot on a tight end. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's good. Take a shot on the tight end. I don't see that much value with him though. Yeah, I think so. Luke Wilson, you're a Canadian boy. I love to support the Canadian guys, but I think eight fabs a lot for this dude. He, he hasn't really shown any fantasy value throughout his entire career. I get he's the, the lone tight end now in Seattle, but that's never really gave him the opportunity to perform in the past either. So I'm not really expecting much out of this. I think there are some other guys I probably would have grabbed that have a better chance at hitting. But the tight end landscape's difficult. You just kind of got to take your shots when you can. Uh, after that, we got Stu adding Benny Snell for 7 fab. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're on by this week. Just so everybody knows, obviously we have James Conner dealing with a couple injury issues. So what do you think here, Adam? Um, well, Jalen Samuels gonna be gone for at least another two weeks. Yeah. So you know that if there is a backup to Conner, it's gonna be Snell at this point because Samuels just can't play. And then, but with Conner with dealing with so many different is- issues, who knows he's gonna be able to play after the bye week? I think he will after the week of rest. Yeah, I do but as well. Still, they want to run the ball even more, dealing with third string, second string quarterback situation. So Snell has some value. Um, it's definitely more of a flyer pick. I don't think that you would start him confidently, but if it ends up that Connor can't play after the bye week, then it looks he looks like a genius because he's going to be the only running back there. They're probably going to run the ball a lot. So it's fine, but it's still a high risk pick. Yeah, I think there's a pretty low chance that this one pays off, but if it does pay off, it could be really good. Uh, Mason Rudolph should be back when they're coming back from the bye, so that should improve the quarterback position. If James Conner can't go, you're right, maybe it's something worth hitting, but I think it's pretty unlikely as well. Um, Then we have Ben adding the Jags defense, who are playing Cincinnati this week. He paid six fab for them. What do you think here? Um, It's interesting with the loss of... uh... Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey, thank you. Um, I was going to say Jalen Samuels because I was thinking about that running back (laughs) for Pittsburgh. Um, 
Yeah, so it definitely weakens their defense having him out, but he hasn't been playing for them the last yeah, couple weeks point, anyways. Yeah. So we kind of have an understanding of what the Jags defense is going to be without him. It's a fine pickup. Um, six points of fab is nothing insane. Probably could have gotten them for a little less, I think. Um, but I have no issue with the pickup. It's, they're, they're fine. They're, they haven't really performed the way that people thought they would, but they're they're a fine defense. Yeah, I think they're just fine. Cincinnati, they have like I don't think they have a bad offense. They can they can put up points some weeks. It, t- it tends to be in garbage time, but they throw the ball relatively well. Yeah. That being said, they seem to be a bit more injury ridden now, so maybe they won't be able to do it. Jags defense looked fantastic last week, so maybe they can really pull it together and and put a good good week out there again. Yeah, like they they played New Orleans. They only allowed thirteen points. They had three sacks, and that was it. It got them nine points which is fine for a defense. But the weeks before that against Carolina, they got two. Versus Denver, they got two. But then they had two previous good weeks of Tennessee at 17, Houston at 13. Then their first week was negative six, but that was against Kansas City at full cylinder, all healthy players. But yeah, out of all of those teams, it seems like Cincy is the worst of those teams. So yeah, the the potential is definitely there for a good week. Yeah, for sure. Um, After that, we got Ben again, who added Darren Fells for four fab. So he just had Walt Aikens, the other tight end for Houston. He tried to switch it up now. It's going with the other guy. I'd laugh if it went the other way, but I think this was the guy, the right guy to add. He seems to be a pretty good tight end. Um, they've been getting, he has three touchdowns on the year, if I'm correct. He does. They seem to be getting, they, they're targeting the, the tight end more this year, just in general. Houston seems to be doing it, and I think if I'm going to pick anyone when I'm rolling the dice, I'd be picking this guy. Yeah, he seems to be getting used more often lately. Um, in week five versus Atlanta, he had 14 points. He only had 20 yards, but he had two touchdowns. Yeah. And then last week, he had his highest yardage total, total at 69 yards. Um, so it's not like he's ever really a big yardage guy. You're more hoping for the touchdowns with him. Um, but it's worth a shot, I think, because it seems like they're using him a little bit more than they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that seems to just be the tight end landscape in general. If you hit a tight end, hit with a touchdown, you're going to be a lot better off. And they generally don't seem to get high targets. They don't seem to get high yardage, unless you can get lucky with one of those guys. But when you're kind of battling, finding someone off the waiver wire, someone who has plays in a good offense with high touchdown upside, I think it's a good play. Um, after that, we got Nolan adding Jacoby Myers for four fab as well. What do you think here? Um, it's only four fab, like very low risk with that. Somebody's gonna try and catch the ball in New England. It seems like Nikhil Harry is on his way back, so that mm-hmm. could go into Myers' um, receptions or targets. So again, this is more of a flyer type pick. Wide receivers in New England have not been that consistent lately. It seemed like Philip Dorsett was gonna be that guy. Then he struggled a little bit. That Nikhil Harry being injured and it just it's a little bit of a mess there. So he's taking a shot on one player and seeing what happens and four fab is nothing outrageous. So I'm completely fine with him going with that. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of this one, how it pays off is going to depend on injuries. We're going to have to see if Josh Gordon can play, if Philip Dorsett can play, that's going to kind of really affect the targets that he's going to get. If those two play Jacoby Myers, I don't think is really going to get on the field, but if he doesn't play, he's a valuable player in an offense with that can score a ton of points, so I think it's just fine. But it really depends on the other two's health, and he's the Josh Gordon owner, so I have no problem with that ad. For sure. Uh, ben next has Randall Cobb for three fab. Randall Cobb, he, he, I, I don't know. In the first game, he showed some promise. He had yeah. 12.9 points. He had a touchdown, 69 receiving yards. And then since then, he's been very disappointing. No other touchdowns, and... He has he only broke 50 yards once. The other time, 24, 23, 41, 53. And so, and he had nothing against the Jets. Um, I'm not sure if he was injured. I don't even know. I wasn't even tracking him anymore because he was just off yeah. my radar. He just was not performing the way that he had been earlier. Um, and he has, I guess, Philadelphia's defense. Their secondary is rough. Maybe Randall Cobb will show up. I know that Amari Cooper is questionable to play it's not looking like yeah, he is going to play good, yeah. so maybe that's a little bit of a boost with him and they're playing Philly's defense so I like the the deep thought on this one thinking okay he has a bounce back game Amari Cooper's not there weak secondary so I see the upside there yeah absolutely I agree with everything you just said the upside's there but he hasn't really proven it so it's kind of it's a risky play if he does play him but I can see the thought process behind it why it could work for sure 
Um, next, we have Stu adding Darius Slayton for three fab. That's a Giants wide receiver. That's a guy I talked a little bit last you week. Did? Yeah, and you did, yeah. I said that him, it was yeah. a pretty good pick as like a chance, as a flyer type guy. Yeah. Did not work out really. I, let's see what the points that he actually had. Um, yeah, he was against New England. He had 3.2, 32 yards. So it didn't quite work out. Um, but they do play Arizona this week, which is a much better yeah, matchup than New England. Yeah. So, yeah, you could try and ride that, see what happens. Especially if Evan, Evan Ingram wasn't going to play, which it seemed like before waivers cleared. Now we Evan Ingram has a full week of practice. Sterling Shepard is still definitely out, though. So the wide receiving core is a little weak there for the Giants. So, yeah, maybe it works out better versus Arizona's defense. Yeah, we're going to kind of have to see how this one plays out. I think if you're adding Darius Slayton, he's specifically there until Sterling Shepard comes back. So if there's any week that you're going to want to play him, I think it's this week. There's a weak defense that he's going up against. Sterling Shepard isn't on the field. If you're not going to play him this week, I think it's a waste of a pickup, if I'm honest. Yeah. So we'll see what he does, but that would be my thought process behind it. Um, after that, we got Gould adding uh, Brandon McManus, the kicker, for one fab. It's a kicker. Waste of a fab. Wow. Wa- waste of a fab. Idiot. Taylor adds Matt Prater for no fab. That's how it's done. Yes. <laughs> and that guy had an unreal game last week. He crushed it. A bunch of bomb kicks. Oh, a bunch over 50 yards. That was pretty cool. And then Danny adding Rykel Armstead, the back of running back in Jacksonville for zero fab as well. Um, I We've talked about Rykel again. He's yeah. just kind of like guy that bounces around to different teams. If you have a spot for him, it's nice to have him as a handcuff for Fournette. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if you need to drop him for somebody else, he's that guy that gets dropped. So he's just... Yeah, he's bouncing around. It's the weekly thing. If, if Fournette's healthy, he's useless. If he gets hurt, then he becomes valuable. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the waiver ads this week. Uh, are you ready to move on to do some trades here? Absolutely. So a couple trades just really just bang, bang last night out of nowhere. We got hit back to back, double slap to the face, <laughs> all from Brandon here. So the first trade was Stu and Brandon. So Stu got DJ Chark and Brandon gets Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and Devontae Freeman. So what are you thinking here, Adam? Um... I was thinking that it was an interesting trade. Um, I thought Freeman has been playing very well lately. I think the last two weeks at least. He's had two better weeks for sure. Let's yeah, see what he, bro- yeah, what he see, did. Let's see what the last two weeks are. Um, if you can try yeah. and get that up for him. But I just know that the last two weeks have been probably his best of the season. Um, so I thought, okay, he's selling high on him. I've never really been that high on Freeman in the past. So I thought it was a good get rid of him, sell him high as it is. Um, what were his last couple of weeks here? Okay, so I'm going to do his last four weeks, which is 9.5 points, uh, 10 points, 13 points, and then 23.8 points. So he actually has been quietly pretty consistently valuable those past few weeks, which is, that's four of six weeks where he's been relatively valuable in my opinion. Yeah, and sorry, who did he get in return again? Was it Marquez Valdez Scantling, or did so he no, give away, he gave away gave away Marquez Valdez. Yeah, yeah. So he gets DJ Chark and uh, gave up Marquez Valdez Scantling and Freeman. Interesting. Yeah. So I think I think whoever got Chark there is losing that. Okay, um, so that's Stu. You think? Lost yeah. So this I think trade. Stu loses this trade because Valdez Scantling has been like again the Green Bay receivers were struggling a little bit. For but sure. But he's going to be the guy that takes it over Geronimo any day. I think Geronimo is going to be the guy that gets less um, less snaps moving forward. Um, I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling will still stay in there and be fine. DJ Chark has been awesome, but that's been with Minshew. Who knows when Foles is healthy and he returns? Are they going to go with Foles? Are they going to go with Minshew? There's questions about what's going to move forward there. So it, I, I think... Stu lost this because he lost two players that are do playing relatively well and I guess selling high though on Freeman because I don't think he's going to continue this. Yeah, that's, yeah. But I think there's too many question marks with Chark. Yeah, I think it's all really what you think is going to happen for DJ Chark. He's a guy who before this year, he was literally, he was a ghost. No one knew anything about him. He's a second year player. He didn't perform in his rookie year. That being said, he's a second round pick. He's a big-bodied receiver, and he has performed really well this year. You're right. He has two games over 20 points, four of the six games over 10 points. He's currently the number five receiver in our league so far. So he's been performing well. If you think this is going to continue, then I think Stu wins this trade. But that's just hard to say with someone who really hasn't been able to perform, and you're right. There's question marks when Nick Foles comes back. If Nick Foles is the starting again, we don't really know. Um, but yeah, I also agree with Freeman because I don't think that Atlanta is going to be able to run the ball well. 
They haven't shown any signs of improving that offensive line as of right now. It's just waiting for guys to get healthy if they can. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, he's been disappointing, but he's in a position he can get better. This is, this is a tough one for me to say winner and loser because usually I like being on the side of getting just the one player if I think it's the best player. I do think DJ Chark is the best player in this trade, but I don't think he's that much better than Devontae Freeman, so it's tough. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see this one play out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one we got Brandon saying right again after after this trade. So he traded with Alex after. So Brandon gets Hunter Henry and Jamal Williams, and Alex gets Devontae Freeman and Greg Olson. Yeah. So getting Hunter Henry yep. and Jamal Williams, that's an absolute win for sure. Like to, to me, Hunter Henry, he's been a guy that's just been full of the hype train for so many of the years. He keeps getting injured, he keeps disappointing. And then he's healthy. He has an explosion week. So I think that will continue. They like to use the tight end um, for the Chargers. Haven't really been able to because Hunter Henry has been injured. So now that he's back, they target him. He has, he's successful. I think that's going to continue for the rest of the year. I do like Hunter Henry. Okay. And then now, Jamal Williams is finally healthy. You saw what Aaron Jones was doing when he was by himself there. He was very productive. The one game he had four touchdowns. Now, obviously, last week when Jamal Williams comes back, that did not happen. Adam Jones or Aaron, sorry, Aaron Jones falls off a little bit, loses a little bit of the respect and trust in that offense. Perfect time for Jamal Williams to really show up. And now it seems like the coach does like, like Jamal Williams. It'll be yeah, does, minimum yeah. 50-50, but really I think it's going to go even more towards Jamal Williams now. And so I think that was a great win there to get Hunter Henry and Jamal Williams. It's a very confusing backfield to figure out. You're right, with a new head uh, new head coach in Matt LaFleur, he, ser- he seems to love Jamal Williams. Before this season, Jamal Williams hasn't really shown any consistent performance on the field, but he looked fantastic this past week. But I kind of want to bring up just the context of this trade because I think this is a win-win for both teams. Okay. So, uh, Alan, Alex's team, he has Zach Ertz and he has Aaron Jones. So it's when you want to play hard Hunter Henry over Zach Ertz, there's going to be very few times, in my opinion, that you're going to want to do that. And trying to figure out who to play between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams can be kind of confusing. It can be difficult. So just get rid of those question marks. I got you. Give yourself one starting tight end in Zach Ertz, which is fine. And then whenever you need a bye week or an injury stuff, you have Greg Olson. And then you have Devontae Freeman stepping in. So you know you're going to start Aaron Jones every week and you can start Devontae Freeman every week. Okay. You don't need to over-question things. So I think it makes sense on his team to just get rid of those headaches and those question marks. Yeah, I'm glad you had those details for me because I, I unfortunately did not have the time to get into that research for this trade. Again, it did happen last night or yesterday yeah, yeah, exactly. and I was dead. So I appreciate that because, yeah, you're right in that. Because for Alex, that's way easier now to deal with that situation. And, yeah, you're going to start Zach Ertz every single week no matter what it seems like. So, yeah, just getting rid of that headache, getting rid of those question marks, and still getting some value back, I think is pretty good. Yeah, and that being said, I think all those points you brought up about Hunter Henry and Jamal Williams, their involvement in the offense is very correct as well. So that means Brandon's team also gets a lot better in that sense too. Yes, for sure. That's tough when Brandon's team gets better. I think Hunter Henry, if he can stay healthy, he can be fantastic. So he's a little bit scary. I think both teams benefited from this trade for sure. That's one of those ones where... It works out for everybody. Yeah. All right, so how about we move on to our recap from last week? How's that sound? I love it. Okay, so which game do you want to do first, Adam? Just give me a second um, to bring it up. We'll go with mine, as always. Just I have it set yeah, up that's on how my, that's, on my oh, you screen set here. Up? Okay. Um, Gallup, Miles to hide from Brown, 92.98 points. Disappointing. Takes the L to diarrhea, turn the John Brown, 148.50 points for Stu. He goes to 4-2. and two. I drop to 2-4. and four. And it was quite a disappointing week for me. Not a disappointing week for Stu at all. He had Deshaun Watson going for 31 points. Ezekiel Elliott for 21. He had Godwin going for 15. And then Freeman, that big week that we talked about, with 23.8. On my side, Prescott, only 18.18 points, but really could have been much worse. Um, He got a rushing touchdown later on, yeah, which helped me out a lot. Late game touchdown, um, for sure. And then I did have Carlos Hyde going in for 17 points, which is pretty awesome. Then the rest of my squad was pretty mediocre. I had Sly going for 13, and that's my kicker. So if that's one yeah. of my highlights, you know it's tough. Oh, uh, and you got a big old goose egg from Paul Richardson in your flex. which and he's is- gone. <laughs> Good call. That was a tough one. You're like, all right, let's see if we can get some, some luck when they're playing, when Washington's playing Miami. 
you're in a tough spot. Uh, obviously, it didn't work out for you. But yeah, that's a tough week. It is what it is. But man, like Stu's team, it it looks better and better to me every week. These these players are turning out really well, especially Chris Gard- Godwin. Like he's been fantastic addition to this team, and it's it's scary, especially when Deshaun Watson plays well like this, and he just kind of because he can do it on the ground. He can throw the ball well. He's he's a scary player. So good week for him. One hundred and forty eight point five points. That looks like it was the most points by anyone this week, adding to your egregious. Points against total, of course, yeah, but it makes it tough. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next one here. We'll do my matchup. We got my Nick is getting chubby versus Ben Lamari and the committee crew. Yeah, that's right. Um, so my point total, 132.54 to Ben, who got 91.64 points. Great week for me. Super pumped. Some of the players who really performed for me. Again, we have Nick Chubb going for 23.9 points. Again, he's been a super consistent performer. Super happy to get Tyreek Hill back. He had 80 receiving yards and two touchdowns, so that was just fantastic. Tevin Coleman getting in the end zone again, and then Austin Hooper, 117 receiving yards and a touchdown for 17.7 points. He's been a fantastic addition to my team. Out of nowhere, I think he's... I got very, very lucky in the sense that he kind of continued with that production. I'm hoping after, who I'm assuming will be fired in Dan Quinn, that this system still continues to work the same way, and he's still super involved. Um, on the other side of the ball, Lamar Jackson had a huge game as well. 30.64 points. He had 152 rushing yards. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy from a quarterback, obviously. He only, no passing touchdowns, only the one rushing touchdown. But still, when you get that baseline with the rushing yardage, it's fantastic. He had this one play, right, just kind of garbage play at the end of the first half. I think he got like 30 rushing yards when it literally didn't matter. Like the <laughs> clock had run out. It wasn't like they were running up to kick a field goal. Yeah. He just ran for a while, and then the game, and then the half was over. Like, oh, okay, sweet. I'll just take those points against take those me. Free fantasy points. Yeah, for I'm sure. like, that sucks, but it is what it is. That's kind of what you expect against expect against Lamar Jackson, especially against the Cincinnati defense. I was pretty nervous. Um, I was talking to Ben a bit about it, but uh, Damian Williams was one of the surprising players for him. So he only he got eight points, which isn't bad. But the thing is, he did it on two carries. He had one rush, and then he had one receiving yard, uh, one reception, which is a 14 yard receiving touchdown it's tough when you kind of want a big game out of someone when you're expecting a, a big barn burner between kansas city and houston and then the man only gets two touches for sure yeah and then deandre hopkins 7.5 points that's definitely not what you want from deandre hopkins that's yeah, not he, what you're yet expecting again, like is disappointing yeah so it's just been a tough tough week for him and then also melvin gordon out there with 4.8 points did you did you get a chance to watch that game adam um no i only saw like the red zone like version of that game there so only a few highlights and i yeah melvin gordon he's he's not getting fully implemented back into the game it seems like it's it's confusing because it seems now like eckler isn't overly efficient on the ground or in the game either so he only got 2.8 points since melvin gordon's come back their rushing game is kind of spurted and their entire offense has really slowed down. So it's it's weird to try and figure out how this team can get better because they looked fantastic on offense. They were the best rushing offense in the beginning. They were throwing the ball well. Keenan Allen was playing well. And all of a sudden, Melvin Gordon comes back and then they lose to both Pittsburgh, who was playing their third starting quarterback, and then who else did they lose to the week before? It was another kind of garbage team. They um, lost to Denver, who had, didn't have any wins before. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's you're right. Since Melvin's return, he's kind of ruined the the mojo of that offense. It seems like. Yeah. So we'll see if it can turn around, but I don't know. It makes it a bit tougher on Ben, who was clearly he highly invested in this offense with that trade when he got rid of Todd Gurley, brought Melvin Gordon in. There was a bunch of other moving pieces as well. But that hurts when you're not solidifying into a better player. You're you're kind of just splitting it up and making a bunch of players worse. It it sucks. Yeah, I honestly I think Ben has kind of traded his away his team into being a middle of the pack team. Like he still has, yeah. he still has excellent players. Like if Amari Cooper can perform the way he can, great. He only had three receiving yards. Yeah, he left he, the game really early. Really early, so that always yeah. hurts a lot. And Damian Williams can have his big games. Hopkins has been underperforming. So he has big names on his team still. But I feel like he's he did a lot of trades early on. And I think he was maybe feeling a little bit too confident with his roster. And he kind of played himself a little bit. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't always continue on the trajectory. You think the season's going. Things can change. And like 
the running backs for Kansas City off the back off the bat on the season and the running backs for the Chargers both looked like unstoppable in the past few weeks. Both of them have really sputtered. You don't really know what's happening with those rushing offenses and it's completely changed Ben's team. He's three and three now. He's not in a good position, so it's it's tough. Anything else you want to talk about that one? Uh, no, I think I'm good with that one. That was a, a great win by you. It was, yes. again, 100, over 130 points. That's an excellent week. You're definitely going to be happy with something like that. Absolutely. And, again, getting a win over Ben is always good. Yes, absolutely. Um, the next matchup that we have here is Nolan, who has changed his name to pull the fucking trigger. 101.3 points. He loses to Brandon, walking over to my homies. So Nolan is now one in five in last place. Spoiler close. alert: Taylor gets the W, <laughs> um, and Brandon now is four and two. And really, for Nolan, he had Kyler Murray going through for thirty-four points, which is excellent. James Conner, twenty-three points, and the rest of his team was just a stinker. Really, um, he had the help from the Redskins defense. We were yeah, talking we, about how it might not have been a good defense to pick up. Maybe spent a little too much on it. It got him fifteen points. Couldn't get him the win. But still, that's actually a pretty good job by the Redskins. Absolutely, yeah. That's a great point total from your defense. So it's tough, but you're right. Outside of those three players that you mentioned, nobody did anything. No one else really helped his team out. And it's tough, especially when Todd Gurley goes out on one side of the ball. He thinks he can play Melvin Gordon, and then it was just, he was trash. Melvin, or sorry, Malcolm Malcolm, Brown. Malcolm Brown. Yeah, what am I saying? Malcolm Brown, sorry. So Malcolm Brown had 40 yards on their first possession of the ball and then didn't touch the ball the rest of the game or didn't get any points in fantasy the rest of the game that was a very confusing game watching the the um rams offense struggle so much and just seeing that that really hurts when you kind of expect a a big performance out of that and then you get absolutely nothing it kills but yeah i can see why he wants to pull the trigger here um and then on the other side we had mahomes going for 24.82 um and then Golden Tate, 16.2 points, 102 yards and receiving touchdown. That's great. Yeah. Scary Terry McLaurin, 22 points. I, I bet he's very happy that he was able to get him back on his roster because I know he had him, traded him away, got him back in another trade. So, yeah, I, I love this kid. He's awesome. He's showing that he's by far the best offensive weapon on that Washington team. And with a change of head coach, just hasn't had much of an impact. I know it was against Miami. Um, I was hoping maybe one of those touchdowns would go to Paul Richardson. Guess not. Yeah. Terry McLaurin's just much better, so I understand. Um, and then he also had the Broncos defense. Had a shutout, zero points for Tennessee. Seven sacks, three interceptions for 31 points. So really, that's the difference in this game, really, was that Broncos defense. It really is, yeah. And what a performance by them. They had a slow start to the season. But the past two weeks, they've really turned it around. So they... The first four weeks, they had zero points, six points, zero points, three points. The last two weeks, they had 16, then 31. So this is kind of the defense that you expected to play better with. Um, is it Vic Fangio is their head coach, I think, who used to be the defensive coordinator for Chicago. You expect this defense that has a lot of talent to just kind of step up and make big plays, and they weren't doing it at the beginning of the year. Maybe it started to turn around, but 31 points is fantastic. you got to be happy there. Patrick Mahomes didn't really have his his best game, but you can't really be too upset by 24.82 points. And that being said, the win with 131 points, Brandon's moving on well. He's 4-2 and two now. He's he's playing well. Absolutely. Yeah, he, his team's chugging on all cylinders right now. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I just want to quick say, too, just before we move on to anything, there are six teams that are 4-2 and two in our league. Which is crazy. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, the playoff teams are all 4-2. and two. Yeah, which all of them are 4-2. and two. Some of them are great. Some are uh, kind of shitty. <coughs> Steve's team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. And speaking of Steve's team, 99.6 points, Trudeau's blackface, to Taylor, moving on up. 135.82 points for Taylor. Your lock of the week this last week. This was my week, lock of the week, yes. And it worked out excellently. Want to talk about the matchup? Yeah, let's talk about it a bit here. Um, on Steve's side of the ball, so 99.6 points. He had a great week from Russell Wilson, getting 32.9 points. He's been absolutely fantastic so far this year. Uh, he had Duke Johnson go for 11.4 points. Duke, he got in the end zone. He looked pretty good. Unfortunately, still on our bet as far as Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson goes. I'm losing. I'm falling further and further behind. When I saw him score this touchdown, I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm kind of getting back into I was, it. I was pretty pissed when I saw it because, like, one, that was actually an awesome play, so I had to give him some respect for it. Diving yeah. touchdown. Yeah, it was like, sweet. In there. It looked really cool. 
but obviously I want Hyde to get those. Hyde ended up getting with 17, so I'm doing okay with continue. Yeah, and then um, Philip Lindsay, another good week, 13.5 points. Alshon Jeffrey, 13.6. He had a couple great performances, but what kind of really hurt him was Vance McDonald in his tight end spot getting 0.5 points, then the Eagles defense getting zero points for him. They let up a lot of points from Minnesota's offense. They had 30 points, 38 points scored on them, so it's tough when you can do that. Um, overall, his team played okay, but it wasn't enough to win against a, a strong performance by the dude who was 0-5 going into this matchup. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about anyone on Taylor's side? Um, yes, I do, but before I get into that, it's got to be so tough. Winning a week off of the Eagles defense with 44 points, <laughs> and you're like, of course I'm going to start. They just got me 44 points. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the next week, they get you zero. So that's definitely going to hurt, and probably why the name change. I'm oh, sorry, not, that was for Dalton, sorry. But regardless, that's going to be really tough. Going from 44 points from the defense one week and then getting zero the next one. Um, for Taylor's roster, he had a lot of consistency from Aaron Rodgers this time. He had 22.32 points with two pass touchdowns. The one was that stupid little, like, yeah, the toss, toss the rush. ball up yeah. for, like, a little bit. The running back runs by and grabs it. I, it really should not be a passing touchdown, but whatever. That's the league that we're in. Yep. That's what happens. Um, he did have David Johnson going for the 22.2. It's another great week there. Um, he had a re- rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, so it's good that he's being u- utilized in both assets because he's a very good right now. Oh, yeah, he's a fantastic tool ways. threat, for sure. Um, Mixon, not great. He had uh, 3.9 points. The real big story for him was Stefan Diggs, 167 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns for 36.5 points. He was targeted fairly consistently. He was on those deep balls. They were there for him. And hopefully he's happier now that this is going to help out his stats and he'll just quiet down and allow things to take place in Minnesota there. Um, but, yeah, it's not going to happen again, I don't think, through receiving touchdowns. No. But there were some plays where he was dropping routine passes as well during that game. Yeah, he took one ball. Like, it was a, just an, it was a perfect ball placed by Kirk Cousins, went right through his hands, hit him in the face, and then somebody picked it off. Yes, I, I did see that. It was, <laughs> Which like, was hilarious. Yeah like, but... yeah, like you said, it was a perfect throw. Like, his hands are there, ready for the catch, right through into the middle of his face, and then yeah. picked, like, yeah, that's pretty embarrassing play there. But when you have 167 yards and a receiving touchdown and you get the win, sorry, three receiving touchdowns and you get the win, that little play kind of goes away. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not really convinced that Stefan Diggs is going to be that consistent going forward. But that being said, his next few matchups, he's got Detroit, which I don't think has a fantastic pass defense. Uh, Darius Slay, I think, will be on Adam Thielen. That could open up Stefan Diggs a bit. Then they play Washington, who I think has an atrocious pass defense. And then Kansas City, who also has a poor pass defense. That's their next three matchups, which definitely aren't bad at all. So I think he's going to have a couple great weeks, but then he could start to sputter again after that because I do think this offense still wants to run the ball whenever they can. You have, you ran into a situation where the Eagles' pass defense is horrible. Their rush defense is good. You just kind of make what you can do. You kind of play the way you can play. And, and it worked out for Minnesota this week, but I don't think this is the recipe going forward. Um yeah, outside of that, I think he had a couple good performances. I'm prompt for you there, Taylor. Well done getting your first win. 135 points, which was the third most on the week, which is fantastic. So well done. You are moving on up. I love the name change, so good for you, man. Um, yeah, and we'll go on to our next matchup here, which is going to be I shower with my socks, Fraser. 86.34 points. Oh, he got the loss, right? Uh, no, he didn't. He got the fucking win with How do you get a win with that many points? Against Bolt Gang or Don't Bang, 78.42 points. Uh, Alex? So, Alex, not only did you lose to Fraser when he only scored 86 points, you're also eliminated from the gauntlet. You're done. No chance of winning that goblet. And just an embarrassing performance. I know I've had lower points than this. But (laughs) when you lose to somebody that only gets 86 points, is gifting him his second win. That's just an embarrassment and definitely worthy of pulling the trigger. Absolutely. Just a little bit more context to that one, too. So, he was down, I think, 14 points. Going into the Monday Nighter, he had Aaron Jones on his team, still the play. Frazier had everyone else used up already. 
I thought that Aaron Jones would be able to pull off those 14 For points sure. in this game. He looked like he was in a good position. He had played fantastic last week. Um, drops that wide open touchdown that probably would have been enough to get him over because it was like a 40-yard Oh, it was edge. a deep ball. Yeah, it was a fantastic play. He drops it, and then all of a sudden it's a Jamal Williams show, and he just doesn't touch the ball anymore, and he loses that way. He left up a bunch of points on his bench, Hunter Henry getting 22 points on his bench, and then Jamal Williams getting 19.6. And then also Philip Rivers getting 18.8, which was better than his quarterback. There was plenty of reasons why he lost this matchup. Putting up 78 points is not fantastic. But yeah, Frazier absolutely steals a win here with 86 points. Fuck you, Frazier. Yeah, you are so cheesed at him. I get why, because like... You've been putting up pretty good point totals. This week was Generally, not. Yeah, but this still, week, I would have yeah. beat four other teams. Like I thought, <laughs> like it just match up garbage. It's just weird how it goes sometimes. But at the beginning of the season, I didn't think Frazier's team was like was too bad. It's starting to go the other way now. I think he might be in a little bit of dildo trouble again. Well, yeah. If you think about it, his he had Matt Ryan go for thirty eight point nine four points, <laughs> yeah. almost like half of his points from his one player, and then. Julio Jones, who goes along with Matt Ryan, 10.8 points. Odell Beckham actually had a decent week at 10.10. And the rest of his roster is absolute trash. 1, 5, 1, 6, 7, 3. Like, it's just all trash. Yeah, so he like he's in a ton of trouble. And like I think there I questioned some of his plays as well. I think Willie Sneed was was an aggressive play. I didn't like it very much. We kind of talked about it before, but I wasn't a fan of it. And then the Jets' defense against Dallas, which I don't think was a smart play at all. And you know what? You're going to pay for it, and I, I think he's in a lot of trouble. He, he didn't really pay for is. shit. He got the win. Okay, you're right. He didn't pay for anything. He got really lucky this week, but I think in general, like he, he might have a triple dilly. It's still on the board for yeah. sure. It's oh, up man. there. There's still a chance for sure. So there's a bunch of teams now at 2-4, and four, and as we already heard, all top six are 4-2, and two, so... It's still any he, he he keeps on getting lucky. He can make the playoffs. Who oh yeah, knows? who knows? Really, who knows what can happen? Anything can happen in our league, which is why I like it. But it all is also going to be in, incredibly frustrating for sure. All right, the last matchup we got Danny with a name change. We got I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew, beaten up on Gould just a kid a bit gay. He won 137.82 to 90.46. I think I don't even remember who we picked in this one. We'll go back to it later. But this is a big, big statement win from Danny here. Beaten on a team, Gould, who was going off the right way. They're on a four-game winning streak. Kirk Cousins, who has been perennially chirped. Oh, he's mediocre, right, Gould? Yeah, yeah. Gould's like, I want you to play him. I want you to play him. He goes out there, puts up 35.32 points for him, which is fantastic. He had a bunch of great performances. Again, Patriots defense, 31 points. We were watching that game with him. Obviously incredibly stressful with those... Two defensive touchdowns. Well, this... Gould had Tom Brady, and he's also playing against the Patriots defense. So, yeah, that was quite the sight to see Andrew watch that game. Yeah. He's got so salvaged with those two QB sneaks. Because if he didn't <laughs> he have did. those, he would have, like, lost his mind. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like, that was those were huge. Because those could have easily been Sony Michelle oh, touchdowns. Oh, for sure. And the one I think definitely should have been, like, they're having Tom Brady QB sneak from the three-yard line, which makes zero sense yeah. to me. But, like, I get at the goal line using him. He's done it his whole career. He is a QB sneak guy. But it was just weird. And then watching all those two defensive touchdowns happen was was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. And then also watching um, the Giants get their defensive touchdowns so it doesn't count against the defense. Just, it was it was a funny situation yeah, that didn't absolutely. go his way. Yeah. And, th- and he put up okay points. Like, he... Like, eh, not, like yeah, you can't you can't be expecting to win with ninety. Yeah, points. exactly. Like he was one of those teams that I would have beat with my porous ninety two point nine eight points. So yeah, it was not great. And Danny did have a great week there, putting up a lot of points. Um, we already talked about Cousins. He also had Chris Carson going for twenty one point nine points. Excellent job there. Um, then he had a couple just like middle of the ground, middle of the pack type of points. But then that was that Patriots defense with 31 points. So yeah, that's there was the a couple plays yeah. that really carried him, but still, good week. Yeah, the thing is, like, the Patriots defense can can mask a lot of issues with your team because you're right. He had a bunch of players perform very poorly. He had um, looks like four, five different players get under 10 points. But when you get 31 points from your defense, you're fine. It's okay. Oh yeah. Because usually you're happy if they get 10 points, but if you get 31, like it's crazy. It's a huge swing in the other direction. So. That's a that's a big big point there, and that's why Danny's team's performing so well this year in a lot of ways, I think. 
Um, on the other side of the ball, Tom Brady, as you talked about, getting those two rushing touchdowns saved his day. He got 21.96 points. AP against the Dolphins gets 13.6 points. Had a ton of carries. Wasn't able to get in the end zone, but still put up a great performance. Gould was really happy about that, and I know you were pretty high on him as well. Yeah, I was this expecting week. 23 points or whatever I think I said. Yeah. what If we got one of those touchdowns, he's at 19, so pretty close. But yeah, I expect him to get the end zone. Didn't, but still, over 100 rush yards. That's good. Yeah, that's good performance for sure. Dalvin Cook getting uh, 11.4 points, which is good. And then Curtis Samuel getting it done in the rushing and receiving game. Got 19.8 points. Good for him there. But yeah, a lot of weak performances. Unfortunately, Will Disley going down with that injury put up zero points. And then Cooper Cup, which was very, very surprising because he's been absolutely fantastic. Only putting up 1.7 points. That yeah, that kills. Um, that being said, he's been performing very, very well for him up to this point. So you kind of expect for a bit of a drop-off at some point. Things aren't always going to go very well, but that was that was horrible for the offense just in general last week. So It was, yeah. Yeah, that could be a little bit concerning going forward. All right, so that's all the matchups from last week. Are we ready to move on to our projections for next week? Absolutely, Chris. And I will give the listeners and yourself a rundown of what occurred with the picks last week. Yo, so we all had picked Andrew to win that game. And we, and we did not. Yeah. He was, that was my lock. That was Andrew's lock. That was not your lock. You, we all had, sorry, you and I had Taylor and Andrew had Steve, your lock. You get that win. But really my only win was that Taylor pick. I only had oh, one, wow. one correct last week. You had three correct last week, um, and that was from you and Andrew picking Stu. Um, you also picked Brandon over Nolan, where Andrew and I both picked Nolan. Um, and then Andrew had picked Steve, so he didn't get a win there. So we all went with Allman, except for Andrew again. We all had Andrew. We all had Ben, who got a loss. So... Long story short here, I get one correct, you get three, and Andrew gets two correct. So in total, the non-hosts now have six points. Um, I would have five in those weeks where there's a non-host on, and you're up to seven for those non-host weeks. So good job, Chris. You're the one that's leading the pack on those non-host week matchups. And you're now you're taking a pretty commanding lead on me with 21 wins, and I have 16. Oh, that's pretty big. Five-point lead yeah, right now. That, that's not comfortable at all. Are we doing, is our bet for this one, is it the ice and then whipped cream thing? Is um, that this one? We did say beer, but yeah, if it's nice, oh, if it's nice, it's nice. I, I'll take it. Whatever. All right, either one's fine. But yes, matter. before yeah. the season, that is the bet. Just to refresh everybody, if you weren't listening for that week one, we do our weekly picks, and whoever has the most wins at the end of the regular season, um, they get to videotape the person taking an ice, and then they get to whipped cream them directly afterwards. Um, and that's just the punishment for not doing good picks. <laughs> <laughs> it was not fun last year. I went from just finishing the ice. I didn't even get a chance to breathe. Bang, pie right to the yeah, face. Yeah, so I, I can tell you're definitely looking forward to this. <laughs> oh, I hope it works. Amount. I hope it works for sure. All right, so let's get into this first matchup. Let's do yours, Adam. So it's Galb, Miles to hide from Brown. And against, that's you against pull the fucking trigger, which is Nolan. So two bottom feeders in the league right now, if I'm honest. We have one and five. How Nolan, dare you? I am who's in ninth place. I, that is a respectful <laughs> position. All right. I'm not 12th, 11th, or 10th. So below average position. We'll, we'll give that's, you. That's fine. At two and four. Okay, so let's see how this one breaks down here. The the starting rosters for Nolan, we got Kyler Murray, Malcolm Brown, Jordan Howard, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, Josh Gordon, Robbie Gould, and then the Bears defense. Starting for you, we got Dak Prescott, Brenda, Saquon Barkley, Adam Thielen, D.D. Westbrook, Michael Gallup, Darren Waller, Miles Sanders. Right now you have Joey Sly on by in your starting lineup. I'm sure that'll change. Yeah. And then we got the Bills defense against Miami. So the projections on NFL.com have me winning by .01 points. Oh, so wow. that's a fucking lock, and I'm taking myself for <laughs> sure. Um, regardless of if the projection was .01 or 100, I was still definitely taking myself in this one. The confidence did not work out last week, but I'm keeping that confidence flowing. This is a winnable matchup for sure for me. Um, it might be interesting because I will probably be playing Miles Sanders, and then he also has Jordan Howard. Oh, so yeah, that could be a big sway in the down. game of how that goes. Last week, Miles Sanders had it over 15 points, and Jordan Howard only had like four. So I'm hoping something like that happens again, and that could be the big sway that puts me over the top. Yeah, okay, just a couple 
players on each side that I want to highlight. So on your side, Adam, we got Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup going against Philly's very, very weak pass defense. Yes. You got Saquon Barkley going against Arizona's just weak defense in general. Matt Brenda going up against Washington's defense, which is is weak. D.D. Westbrook against Cincinnati's defense, which is weak. I got some hot matchups this week. And then you have the Bills' defense playing Miami, which is the worst offense in the league, probably. I can't wait. So you have insanely good matchups here. Um, on the other side of the ball, we got Nolan, who has Kyler Murray having uh, playing against the New York Giants, which I think is a good a good matchup. Um, let's see what else. Brandon Cooks against Atlanta, I think, is a fantastic matchup. And I guess your kicker, Robbie Gould, against Washington is a good matchup as well. But other than that, I wouldn't say any of the matchups are fantastic. So looking at this, I, don't, I have to pick you, Adam. I think very kind of comparable rosters, and I can see the point totals are kind of similar, but there's no way with the matchups in my mind that you lose this one. I, I'm putting you down as my lock of the week. Thank you. Um, I think I was, it wasn't either joking. Like That is my lock of the week. I, I, yeah. I, my matchups are insane. It would be... Just it would just be the the luck of the season if I end up losing this one too. Yeah, it would be crazy. I just I can see tons of point totals coming from your players here. So yeah, I agree. I think you're gonna pull this one off. So we're the same on that first one. Cool. Love All right. It. Next, we're gonna go Andrew, which is just a little bit gay versus Lamari and the committee crew. Do you want to go down these rosters? Adam? Sure. Um, so Andrew is gonna be starting Jared Goff, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Marvin Jones, Cooper Cup. The Lazard guy from Green Bay, George Kittle, Adrian Peterson, McManus, and then the Lions defense. And then on the other end, Ben's matchup, we have Lamar Jackson, Damian Williams, Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, who might not play, um, Kenny Galladay, Darren Fells, Mark Ingram, Greg Zerline, and then the Jaguars defense versus Cincinnati. This is a power matchup. I love this matchup. This is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, there's a couple big matchups. Um, Jared Goff, he obviously had a horrible, horrible week last week. He put up 1.12 points last week. Um, but this week he plays Atlanta, who has, hasn't been able to stop anyone on defense. Their defense looks absolutely garbage. So trusting him to put him in a, in a bounce-back matchup, I'm all for that. I think he'll have a great week. He also has that stack with Cooper Cup. I think this team really needs a bounce-back performance. They're going to want to put up a ton of points. So that really, really benefits Gould for sure. Um, those two are, are big ones in my mind. I think George Kittle against Washington could really light it up. AP going up against San Francisco, I think it's going to have a really, really tough day. I think that, so too. that front seven looks incredible out there. So that could be tough. Um, on the other side of the ball, Lamar Jackson playing against Seattle. I think that should be a good matchup. It's going to be a high-scoring game in my opinion. Seattle's defense isn't fantastic. Their offense is good, so that usually means big points on both sides of the ball. Uh, he's trusting Damian Williams against Denver, so that's going to be tomorrow night. We'll really see how that one plays out. It could be tough. Um, yeah, as you, you brought up Amari Cooper, if he can play against Philly, I think it could be a great matchup. That being said, I don't think he's going to be yeah, able to get on the field. Luckily, that's why he picked up Randall Cobb, so I'm assuming if Cooper doesn't play, he just slides in Cobb in that spot, so he's got that replacement just in case. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to highlight in this matchup? Um, no, I think you did a good job going over the main kind of matchups that were going on there. Um, I did have Andrew as my lock of the week last week. Um, he's not going to be my lock of the week this week, but um, Ben has had just almost equally as bad luck as me this year. Um, so it might happen. I'm going to go with Andrew in this matchup. I'm also going to take Andrew to win here. Um, yeah, just looking at Ben's roster, I think it's a little bit more mortal than we originally thought, and then there's some good matchups on the other side for Gould, so I agree there. I'm giving this win to Gould as well. Very cool. Uh, next one, what do we got here, Adam? Uh, my Nick is getting chubby, which is you, versus Diarrhea Turn the John Brown, which is Stu's hot team right now. Um, on your side, you have Carson Wentz, Tevin Coleman, Sony Michelle, Robert Woods, Will Fuller, Tyreek Hill, um, Austin Hooper, Philip Dorsett, Mike Nugent, the Packers defense versus Oakland, and then Stu has Deshaun Watson, Ezekiel Elliott, Devin, Devin Singletary, Edelman, John Brown, DJ Chark, Mark Andrews, Carrion Johnson, Justin Tucker, and the 49ers defense versus Washington. Yeah, so just looking at a couple of these matchups, they, they definitely make me nervous for sure. We have Devin Singletary against Miami. This is probably going to be his first week back, and he's playing a, a very porous defense. I think that could be very, very rough for me just in general. Uh, he also has John Brown playing against Miami. 
Julian Edelman against the Jets, which I think is a pretty weak matchup as well. And then now the newly added DJ Chark going up against Cincinnati's defense. Those are a couple of the ones that that really scare me. Um, it's tough. This is like this when I kind of brought up uh, that I think Stu's team's pretty good. It was because I was looking at it this week. I'm like, oh, there's some tough matchups out here, and I think he has a pretty good team. Um, on my side of the ball, Tevin Coleman against Washington, I think could be really good. Uh, Robert Woods, he's been he's been pretty poor overall this season, but going up against a weak Atlanta defense, hopefully he can do something. Um, I have Tyree Kill, who's Nice to have him back, but he plays on Thursday night versus Denver's defense. Probably going to be shouted by Chris Harris. That being said, Tyreek Hill, he just needs to bust a big one. Hopefully it can work, but it it works against him when it's on a Thursday night, especially coming back from injury. Doesn't make me happy. I'm, I don't know. I'm not liking my chances this week. Um, Who are you going to pick, then? I'm going to take... Stu. All right. I'm going to take you, Chris. You are? I see. Yes, I, I, was, I was a little bit on the fence. I was leaning more towards you, but with some points I need to make up here, make up here, I have no problem going for you this week. And especially if it gives me a, a win over top of you here, I, I kind of need that. So I'm definitely going to go with you, Chris, for this one. And you're going with Stu, but yeah, like Stu has a very hot team right now. Things are going his way, but I'm going to give a little bit of confidence boost to yourself. I appreciate that. And I'm that. going to take you, but it's also a little selfish because I need some wins here to hopefully go over the top. Well, I hope you get it. I really do because I want to win this week. Absolutely. All right, next we got moving on up. Taylor versus Bolt Gang or Don't Bang Alex. So we got the 1-5 team. They're coming on the winning streak. He's feeling confident. He's feeling hot. He's got some dude who looks like he's happy in his profile picture. <laughs> I'm sure it's someone that is maybe he sings a song. I'm not really he sure. He probably says, yeah, he probably sang the song moving on up. I, we're just not cultured enough. Um, but why don't you go down the lineups? All right, so starting for Taylor's team, we got Aaron Rodgers, David Johnson, Marlon Mack, Tyler Lockett, Stefan Diggs, Michael Thomas, Evan Ingram, Joe Mixon, Matt Prater, and then the Saints defense versus Chicago. On the other side of the ball for Alex, we got Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Freeman. Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Zach Ertz, Sterling Shepard. Let's see if he's supposed to play here. He pre- he's a limited participant, so maybe he'll do something. Then we got Josh Lambeau and then the Chargers defense versus Tennessee. Uh, surprisingly heavy-hitting matchup on both sides, actually. I, I don't hate Taylor's team here. We have Aaron Rodgers going up against Oakland at home. I think could be a good matchup. David Johnson playing against the Giants is a great matchup. Marlon Mack against Houston, I think, could be really good. I don't think their defense is that great. Um, Evan Ingram against Arizona's defense, who literally can't stop a tight end to save their life. So there's a couple good matchups on that side of the ball. Um, on the other side, we got Jimmy Garoppolo against Washington. I think that could be pretty good. Um, and then Sterling Shepard against Arizona. If he's able to play, I think he could have a really good matchup as well. Chargers defense against Tennessee. They're going to be starting Ryan Tannehill, so that could be tough. Um this could be this could go either way. Yeah, this is an interesting game here. This is very tight. Um there's no like amazing matchups on both sides. There's some with Garoppolo against Washington and Aaron Rodgers versus Oakland. But other than that, there's nothing that really like jumps off the page. This could actually be a very close week. I think just looking at Taylor's roster, it looks too good to be one and five. To I know, me. Yeah, it, it, it's it seems, pretty good. It seems to be pretty good there. So it's interesting that he is indeed one and five right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Taylor. I think he's gonna get the second wing of this win of the season. I think the other side of the ball, Alex is going the wrong way, and Taylor is gonna continue moving on up here. I'm going um, Taylor. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Um, as much as I kind of want to make up some ground, I I kind of feel Taylor in this matchup here. Um, I actually did do a little bit of research, and I think our whiteness definitely showed, Chris, because that is the man from the Jeffersons, very popular television show. Um, it was a spinoff from All in the Family, and Moving On Up was the theme song. Oh, there you go. So there you go. There's some hard-hitting research <laughs> for you there. I apologize, and I apologize for Chris as well for dismissing that one, because I know, I know the Jefferson show because it's insanely popular, but it is from like the 80s or something, so we can't be... We can't be held too much for <laughs> yeah i've never it. seen the show yeah well, that's all right okay the next matchup we got uh frazier i shower with my socks versus steve trudeau's blackface what do you think here um well what i'm thinking here is sorry you haven't gone over the match yeah do you want to do that yeah, you want to go over the, the uh, lineups here so uh i shower with my socks fraser his lineup is matt ryan Derek henry 
Royce Freeman, Deshaun Jackson, Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, Gerald Everett, David Montgomery, Kaimi Fairbairn, and the Texans defense versus Indy. And then on the other end, we have Steve's team, Russell Wilson, Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Alshon Jeffrey, Muhammad Sanu, Mike Williams, um, Luke Wilson, John Brown. No, John. Nope. Uh, who's the Brown? Who's the Jay Brown from? Uh, Jerron Brown. Okay, I apologize. Jerron Brown, um, who I guess last week had 14.9 points. Trying He's to two ch- touchdowns. Trying, yeah. trying to chase those touchdowns. Um, and then we have Harrison Bucker and the Eagles defense versus Dallas. Okay, so just kind of looking here. Again, like I know we're always hard on on Steve's team. Always. But we got Russell Wilson versus Baltimore, which is a fantastic matchup. Their their defense hasn't been that good yet this year, and they're at home. He actually has a couple Seattle players. He has Luke Wilson and Jerron Brown as well in his starting lineup. That being said, those two are are both weaker parts of that offense. So who knows if how really involved they're going to be. Hopefully he can steal a touchdown in his sense. Um just kind of looking the other way, we got Philip Lindsay playing Thursday night against Kansas City. I think he could be quite effective. That rush defense, especially without Chris Jones, hasn't been very, very good yeah, at all. Sure. So that's a big one there. Um, Eagles defense against Dallas, I think, is a, a little bit concerning. I don't think I'd want to start them there. Um, yeah, and that's kind of everyone I kind of feel like talking about on Steve's side of the ball. On the other side, we got Matt Ryan against L.A. They... We now have newly added Jalen Ramsey to that defense. We'll see if he plays this week. It could be tough. But as we talked about before, um, Frazier's team is like very, very highly dependent on Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. So if they can perform, he'll be in a pretty good spot. Then he has Larry Fitzgerald against the Giants. Um, does he have oh, Odell Beckham, one of his best players, is on bye. So that, that really hurts him because he's, he's kind of dependent on if Deshaun Jackson can play which it's up in the air. He's currently listed as day-to-day. He was kind of on the sidelines today just working on conditioning stuff. I think Deshaun Jackson's going to be able to play this week, but it could be in a limited capacity, so who really knows how effective he'll be. It's This is a tough one, actually, in my mind, Adam. I'm Yeah, this is definitely a tough one as well. Not two teams that blow off the score sheets um, yeah. generally. Um, I think, again, whenever you have two players on the same team in the same position going against each other it makes it like very interesting in this case we have Royce Freeman playing for Fraser and then we have Philip Lindsay going for Steve so Philip Lindsay seems to be that better running back there and he'll probably score more points but if it goes the other way this week where Freeman gets those goal line opportunities and he gets more touchdowns he could be the one that gets more points against that Kansas City defense and that could be the big turnaround um I am liking Alshon Jeffrey versus Dallas for sure um, Dallas' defense has been kind of up and down, but I think Jeffrey has been fairly consistent, and I think he yeah, could he have a, good, a, a yeah. good week. So that could be what separates Steve from the pack there. Um, but, uh, yeah, this has been a, a, a tough one to try and call. Uh, we, we've picked against Steve a lot. And, and he's 4-2. And he's 4-2. I don't two. know if I've picked him all year. Yeah, so I'm not – oh, man. Can we pick? I don't want to pick Fraser. Just I don't I, want to pick or, either of these yeah, teams. Can we just not pick this one? <laughs> no, I'm going to lock in Fraser. I'm picking him. I am going to do it. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a bad matchup, but I think Fraser's going to win this one. Yeah, and because if Deshaun Jackson doesn't play, he's putting in Willie Sneed. Like, that, that, that's, that's, that's a huge that's factor flyer. too. So that's a big factor. It Los Angeles, they've seemed to have been exposed lately like defensively I don't think that Jalen Ramsey is going to play this week so I don't think that's going to be a bump up at all for them um but like they just traded away Marcus Peters and then Akeem Talib's on IR so they don't have any starting exactly because of that I think Matt Ryan and Julio Stack is going to that's going to be the definitive factor here and I think it's going to go the proper way both those guys have been playing really well lately and the secondary is either not there or injured or whatever it might be so i think off of the stack of matt ryan and julio jones frazier's gonna win this week all right so we both take frazier here it looks like it all right the last matchup of the week we got danny i'm all jacked up on mountain drew versus brandon walking over to my homies so these two rosters we got josh allen leonard fournette chris carson ty hilton christian kirk Cortland sutton tj hawkinson alvin Kamara, mason crosby and the patriots defense versus the jets so that's starting for danny on the other side of the ball for Brandon, we got Patrick Mahomes, Frank Gore, Lev Bell, Golden Tate, Terry McLaurin, 
DK Metcalf, Hunter Henry, Todd Gurley, Zane Gonzalez, and then the Vikings defense. What do you think here, Adam? I think this is another pretty good matchup. This is one where I don't mind picking either one of these teams. Um, both of them four and two, like pretty hot start so far. Uh, it's a heavy hitter matchup. Yeah. It, it definitely is. Danny with his big win last week. Um, I think the Josh Allen play versus Miami is very smart. I think that could be quite fruitful for him. Um, so a good streaming option. Mahomes versus Denver. Denver's had, you know, fairly decent lately for their defense. Yeah. Um, but also, Brandon has Frank Gordon versus Miami's defense. So hopefully for Danny, they throw the ball a little bit more. Um, but it seems like Miami is a team that can be exposed on the run. So if Frank Gore gets a lot of play if Singletary is still a little limited. That could be big for uh, Brandon. Um, and one of his best players, McLaurin, is playing a very tough defense in San Francisco. So that makes it very difficult to pick there. Um, and then Gurley. Do you know have any word on Gurley? Actually, I haven't looked it's a, into... Um, participated in uh, individual drills today. Mm. Um, I don't... So that's less than limited, really. Yeah, he's not... I don't think he's in on track to play. I think it would be surprising if he does, in my opinion, if he plays this week. Yeah, so what I'm seeing down the line here, Fournette versus Cincy, I think that could be a, a huge game. Um, and, Car- and Sutton versus Kansas City as well. So... I think I'm going to be going with Danny in this matchup. I'm seeing a little bit more that I, that I like on his side. Uh, the Patriots still have a really good matchup versus the Jets for the defensive side there. So I think he's going to t- continue to ride that Pat's defense. And he also has some pretty good matchups down the pipe. So I'm going to go with Danny in this matchup. Yeah, just kind of looking. I'm, I'm going to be on the same page. Um, he really lives, Brandon really lives with Patrick Mahomes. If he performs well, he seems to perform really well. But he has a tough matchup Thursday night. Going to Denver, as you're kind of talking about, that's hard to do. So I'm I'm on the same page. I like the Josh Allen play against Miami. I'm gonna kind of lean that way as well, especially with the the Patriots defense versus Jets. I know Sam Donald's back, but I'm I'm not too worried. I think the Patriots defense are really gonna shut them down again. So yep, I'm on the same page. I'm gonna take Danny as well here. Sounds good, man. So we did have the one difference. Um, where it's, it's, me, it's yeah. the matchup where I picked you. So I'm glad that you didn't pick yourself there because I may have <laughs> had to make a decision that I didn't want to make. Um, but I'm happy with how this matchup's going here. Try not to panic. Try not to make too many crazy picks early on here and put myself into a bigger hole. But it might be in week 10 or something. I have to make some crazy plays. Yeah, there's um, still plenty of time. Plenty yeah. of time. Regardless, though, excellent episode. Wrapping it up real quick here. We came in here. I, my voice lasted. Hopefully, it sounds relatively normal and didn't sound too con- congested. I appreciate you, Chris, taking over a little bit more of the speaking this oh, one. That was good. Yeah. Um, do you have any closing remarks before we shut her down? No, again, just thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. All right. Fuck you, Brendan.